All right, listen. If you're tired of your current lifestyle, maybe you're tired of that nine to five, maybe you just want something extra, I'm going to be hosting a mentorship. The mentorship that allowed me to retire my nine to five. The mentorship that allowed me to retire my nine to five. That's the information I'm going to be putting out. If you're interested in the mentorship, I'm only interested in being around serious people. If you're not willing to invest at least $2,000 into yourself, then do not text what I'm going to tell you to text. But if it sounds like you, you're ready to do more, you're ready to retire your nine to five, text the word mentorship to 914-353-4741. Again, text the word mentorship to 914-353-4741. That'll allow you to be on the list and we'll get you more information. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT, where we provide you with consumer education to leverage your power as a consumer within this United States corporation. My name is Michael Benjamin. I'm the CEO of Consumer Ammunition Tactics, or CAT, where we leverage your credit, no debit. Welcome to the episode. Welcome to a new episode of the Consumer Ammunition Tactics Podcast, or CAT. Hopefully, y'all feeling blessed, amazing, great, the whole nine. So, yeah, updates real quick before we get into the episode. As you can see in the title, we're going to be talking about inquiries, inquiry deletion. And I've obviously, for those of y'all that are tapped in, I've obviously dropped episodes already on how to delete from all the consumer reporting agencies. But I just wanted to bring back bring back this episode just so y'all have some, you know, have it, have it easier to access, if that makes sense. Because I know a lot of y'all be DMing the hell out of me. How do I do inquiry remo- removal? How do I do inquiry removal? And clearly, you didn't scroll down <laughs> to the old episodes. So hopefully, it is like a refresh, and it allows y'all to really guess that next level. And I'm going to talk about it as far as like the business aspect, because you could, you could definitely make an inquiry deletion business, right? And... You know, people be going to the auto loans and all that and getting their credit ran up and things like that. So, yeah, that's the whole purpose of it. So I think I told you all last episode or maybe the episode before that I am moving. I'm in the process of moving. By the time that y'all hear this episode, I will have already been moved. But it's just annoying. I'm, I'm in my place right now. Like everything is damn near gone, you know, as far as like furniture and all that. So I'm not even recording in my natural atmosphere. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it is what it is. And subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you know, I'm just, I'm just thinking about what some updates I need to give y'all before we get into the episode. So I'm not a YouTube partner yet. You feel me? So if y'all, if y'all ever got any value from anything I'm, I've been saying, you know, do me a solid, go ahead, subscribe, get the watch time up, you know, do what you got to do as far as that. Um, nothing too much. I mean, the main thing is I'm moving. By the time y'all hear the episode, I'm I'm already moved. But yeah. So yeah, make sure y'all make sure y'all listen to all the past episodes. Cause a lot of y'all DM me stuff and I'm just like, I already put it on a podcast. Make sure y'all join the Facebook group, the free Facebook group. Go to the link in my bio, uh, at Michael Benjamin on IG, TikTok, wherever you watch me or familiar with me. I think we have it in the YouTube descriptions and all the videos, most of the videos. Get in the free Facebook group because we constantly give us sauce, information, and things like that, right? You know, the free mailing, um, just different laws, things I don't even talk about on the podcast. That's why you want to get in the free Facebook group because a lot of people, 
live in my DMs. What do I mean by that? They DM me. It could have been a couple weeks. You know, I didn't reply yet. And you got you you guys got to think like a lot of people have their own individual thing going on. So it's like I don't know if, when y'all are DMing me. I don't know if y'all think like I'm just waiting for your DM, but it's like it's so many people that have their own specific situations going on. So it's hard for me to get to everybody in a timely manner, quote unquote. So the best way to reach me is a Facebook group because I'm constantly active in there. IG is kind of hard because, you know, I got to take time, go through the DMs and things like that. But if you are in my DMs, I'm probably eventually going to get to you. If I don't get to you like after a month or something like that, I apologize in advance. But I'm not sorry because I'm telling y'all to go to the Facebook group. But I think that is it as far as updates. So, yeah, y'all enjoy the episode. Take what you can out of it as far as for yourself. And then, you know, we're in a recession. So it's like you can definitely make an inquiry deletion business. Even if you just want to focus on experience, that's the easiest one to remove. It was, uh, it was somebody in my Facebook group. He just removed uh, 23 experience inquiries. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think he listens to the podcast. He, yeah, yeah, he does listen to the podcast. So if he's hearing this, you know, shout out to him. And just do something with the information because I really love when y'all take action. When y'all DM me, you're like, oh, I did this down the third. Or when you show public, you know, acknowledgement of what you did, in relation to the podcast, you know, I really, I really take note of that and, you know, it, it helps me out. So definitely don't mind that. <laughs> it's windy. But yeah, definitely be executing. All right, y'all. Enjoy the episode. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm not done yet. So I was just thinking about it right now. So a lot of y'all, like, you know, over time, y'all been asking me for mentorship, mentorship, mentorship. So I'm working on the mentorship that I'm going to be dropping. And as far as the mentorship that I'm going to be dropping, I'm basically creating a waiting list right now. Where there's, there's already a waiting list right now. And if you're interested, you want to text the word mentorship to 914-353-4741. 914-353-4741. You'll be on the waiting list for the mentorship and just information on the mentorship. Um, some of y'all probably heard in a couple episodes ago, you know, how I retired my nine to five. What I'm going to put in the mentorship is the information that allowed me to be able to retire, you know, my nine to five. So I just want y'all to really realize the power of information. If you're not willing to invest at least $2,000 into your personal development, then, you know, you don't even need to be around me. You don't even need to be in the mentorship. Because when you talk about the value of information that can make you not work a job, walk away from your job, if you're scared to invest $2,000, go get yourself a credit card and then, you know, just swipe it, put it on their manufacturer spending, whatever. Even if we're not even talking about a credit card, you got to understand the value of something that like skills that's going to help you not have to rely on, you know, a guaranteed paycheck, whatever you want to call it. Right. So if you hear two thousand dollars and you scared of scared of that, you know, do me and you a favor. Just don't even text the number. Um, we, you know, I definitely have free resources. As you all know, the podcast is free. There's cheaper resources as well. So the mentorship is not for cheap-minded people. You know, I don't want any cheap-minded people around me. I'm huge on environment, and I don't want, you know, those kind of people around me in my environment. So if you're interested in the mentorship, text mentorship to 914-353-4741. All right, enjoy the episode. All right, listen, let's get straight to it. So we're going to be talking about inquiries. If y'all been following me for a minute, then you definitely know. If you've been listening to the podcast for a minute, then you know that I've dropped previous episodes on how to remove inquiries. All, 
all the bureaus, right? All the bureaus, consumer reporting agencies, whatever you want to call them. I've already dropped an episode each on how to remove all of them, but I want to just kind of refresh it by dropping this episode because, you know, we have a lot of episodes now. Some people are lazy. They're not going to scroll down all the way to see the old episodes because a lot of y'all still be DMing me like, oh, how do I remove XYZ inquiries? How do I remove XYZ inquiries? And if you simply just scroll down to the old episodes, you'll be able to find it. So I want to just reset the tone. I'm going to drop everything in this episode. So all three, we're going to talk about all three consumer report agencies, bureaus, whatever. And because it is an update, I'm going to add a twist to it. And the twist, I'm going to basically just help y'all as far as starting a, you can start a whole business just off of removing inquiries. Because, you know, we're in this recession, you got to think about, you got to think and ask yourself when you're thinking like every day, like, how can I continue to elevate myself? How can I continue to make additional income, right? Because as prices are rising, if your income isn't rising, you're going to drown. You feel me? So you got to think about it like that. You got to think about it like you're in a pool and the pool keeps rising. If you stay the same, are you not going to be drowning? You Think about it like that. So as the pool is rising, someone always calling me. So as the pool is rising, you've got to be rising too, which is your income. So we're going to help y'all if y'all don't already know how to remove all these inquiries from any bureau, any consumer reporting agency, whatever you want to call it. And then on top of that, I'm going to give y'all some sauce on, you know, what you could do as far as starting your own inquiry deletion business. It's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, you know how to remove inquiries, so just start removing inquiries for people. So, yeah, let's talk about Experian first. So we're going to talk about Experian. Experian is my favorite one. And just to be transparent, I just removed an Experian inquiry for a client yesterday. Right. So I disputed it yesterday and then got it deleted today. Right. So let me even uh, because there's a specific experience number I call. The thing y'all got to realize with these consumer reporting agencies is that they have they have a lot of numbers and it's, it, it's just like the games that they playing so that you don't contact them. But don't don't look at it too deep. So I called Experian. This is the number that I used. So one eight hundred four nine three one zero five eight. 1-800-493-1058. So when you call that number, it's going to take you to Experian. And the thing with Experian, I want you all to realize if you're not following, I want you to call them and then you're going to dispute it over the phone. And then you're basically going to get it deleted within 24 to 72 hours. I told you all I called for a client yesterday. I looked today. It was it was already deleted. It was it was technically it was deleted yesterday, to be honest. So it was the same day. But 24 to 72 hours is going to be deleted. Trust me. Just take action. A lot of y'all be DMing me some questions after I specifically said I did something on the podcast. If I'm saying I did something, don't DM me asking me if it worked. Do it yourself first and see if it works. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, just uh, remember that. So I call that number for Experian, right? We're doing it step by step. Then they're going to ask you, you know, enter your social security or whatever. This is typically how it goes. You enter your social security, you or your client, whatever. You enter your zip code, right? And then eventually they're going to ask you some they're going to ask you some stuff and then it's going to lead to are you asking about a new dispute? You're going to say new dispute. Then they're going to ask you what part of your report. You're going to say inquiries, right? Because we disputed inquiries. So a rep is going to come on the phone, right? Maybe you'll be waiting 3 minutes, less than 3 minutes, I don't know. It depends on when you call. So you're going to ask the rep that you talk to. You're going to ask the rep to speak to the fraud department, right? You're going to tell them to transfer you to the fraud department. Let's talk about fraud. 
Let's talk about identity theft. When we talk about these laws, remember, this is consumer ammunition tactics. So consumer, we're consumers of this United States corporation, right? So we're consumers of this United States corporation. So what is identity theft when it comes to law? Identity theft means no consent. You did not give them permission to put that inquiry on your, your consumer report, right? So by law, this is fraud. This is why you go into the fraudulent department. So once you get transferred to the fraud department, that whole little spiel about the fraud and identity theft, that's for y'all that's like, you might be a new listener. Maybe you're just scary, like, oh, I don't want to say I'm, I don't want to say fraud, identity theft, et cetera, right? So you're going to get transferred. Once they transfer you, you're going to give them your information, you know, name, all that. You're going to say, oh, someone just ordered something from the store. Shout out to um, that person that ordered. But anyways... Um, basically you're going to say that you got fraudulent inquiries on your report. You have fraudulent inquiries on your report. So then you're going to list the inquiries. This is why you got to have your credit report, whatever in front of you. So let's say Chase Bank, uh, August of 2022, right? Whatever. So you would list it, right? And then they're going to be like, all right, what's the next one? And you're just going to list them, list them, list them, list them. Experian is very, very easy. I've literally removed like over 10, I think like 15, over 15 inquiries on one phone call just for a client based off of that. So this is where the sauce comes in, right? So you've listed the inquiries to um, the Experian rep. The whole time, this probably didn't take you like more than 10, 15 minutes, depending on when you get a rep, right? So 10 to 15 minutes of work, just listing something, just saying something, right? Can easily make you an additional income stream. So let's do some math, right? Let's say you remove... Let's, let's even be conservative. Let's say you remove five inquiries for a client, right? Let's say you remove five inquiries for a client and you charge the client $30 per inquiry. $30 per inquiry for five inquiries, you just made $150 for making a very, very simple phone call. The reason why you made this is because you have a skill. Not everybody knows about how to remove Experian inquiries, even though they're very, very simple, based off of the fact that you're listening to this podcast or you just know how to remove them. It's a skill set, right? In this recession, you've got to understand. A lot of people, they're going to continue applying for stuff. A lot of people, they're going to start figuring out the fact that credit is very, very important. So they're going to be pulling their reports. They might have 100 experienced inquiries. Based off of what I told you all, right? Let's say, you have, let's say you have five clients. Five clients or five people you know. They all have 10, 10 experienced inquiries each on their report. Five times 10, what is that? 50, right? So we do 50 times what, 30? We said 30 per inquiry, that's $1,500, right? You're making a simple phone call. You make five simple phone calls, you got easily $1,500. You go invest that or do whatever you need to do with it. So as far as removal for inquiries, Experian inquiries, and you can just specialize in Experian inquiries because of the fact that Experian is the easiest to remove, it's the quickest to remove. We're gonna get into TransUnion and Equifax, which is a little bit, of a deeper process, but it's still, it's, you'll still be able to remove it. But basically, you want to just understand that with Experian, you're simply calling them. Get transferred to the fraud department, list off the inquiries. They're going to ask you, oh, do you want to put a fraud alert? Do not put a fraud alert because if you're trying to apply for something, you know, that's going to give you issues, instant denial, things like that. So simply call them. This could be like a 10, 15 minute phone call. You start making an income stream. You start talking to people like, oh, um, how's your credit? Things like that. And let me even give y'all a finesse as well. The thing about inquiries and, and clients that have a lot of inquiries, from what we've seen in our business, Cap, 
what we see is a lot of times it's people that they, they try to get a auto loan or a car approval and the dealership ran the hell out of their report, right? So what you want to do, build a relationship with the dealership, build a relationship with them salesmen, right? You can even pretend like you want to go there and buy a car and then be like, oh, I'm just looking around and then just start asking them, like, do they have a lot of people that come and get denied? Things like that. Same thing with uh, real estate people, right? You can start building relationships with them as well. Everybody needs credit at one point in their life. And the auto loan thing, the, the dealership is just an easy one off the top of my head. So I would definitely build relationship over there. Those of y'all that know that um, I'm in Turo, you know, I was getting familiar with a lot of dealerships. I have a lot of these dealership people's numbers. So it's like, you know, on any given time, I could just be like, oh, you know, you send me a client, $200 for you, right? I could be like, uh, $200 per client you send me. But let's say I have um, a, a fee to work with me. So now we splitting free money, right? So let's say my fee to work with me is like $400, right? And then it's $200 per referral. So I'm getting 200, the person that referred is getting 200. Or you could look at it as like, okay, let me look at this person's report. They got um, they got 10 inquiries, experience inquiries, and I'm charging $30 per inquiry. That's free 300 that's free $300, right? You pay $200 to the person that referred, you got an extra $100. So just really Look at how you could, you know, finesse around the situation. So that is Experian. Experian is the easiest, easiest, easiest inquiries to remove, right? If y'all have any Experian inquiries that's not tied to open accounts, I, sh- I should have said that in the beginning because I know some new people might be listening. This might be the first episode you ever hearing from me. But inquiries that are not tied to open accounts can be removed. What does that include? That includes stuff when people are applying for business credit, right? If you apply for a business credit card, you can remove that inquiry. Business auto loan, you can remove that inquiry. Things like that, right? So if it's not tied to an open account, you can remove it. And technically, you could apply for something. And then before it becomes an open account on your report, you could remove the inquiry. But I wouldn't always recommend that. And I'm going to just be transparent. I've removed an inquiry from an open account before, right? Just to, just to test it out. Because a lot of times... I'm just like, okay, I'm in, I'm, you know, helping out with the credit stuff. Let me just, let me put my credit at risk just to kind of figure out how the game works. So I successfully removed, I forgot what company it was, but I removed that inquiry on one of my open credit cards and everything was all good. You know, they never came back after me or said, oh, they closing the account or nothing like that. So you do risk that. So just keep that in mind. But for the most part, focus on inquiries that are not tied to open accounts, right? So we got that. You got a masterclass on Experian inquiries. Let's move on to TransUnion. So TransUnion, they be giving people problems. So TransUnion, the way you want to do TransUnion is the same way as Equifax, but we're going to get into it. So TransUnion, what you want to do is you want to fill out an identity theft report, FTC report, right? So you could just Google the FTC website, and then you're going to say you want to fill out an identity theft report. If you want more specifics, go to just just don't be lazy. Scroll down to the TransUnion episode I dropped. I think I walked through it step by step. If not, it's in the Equifax episode. So yeah, TransUnion, what you want to do, same thing, fill out the identity theft report. You're gonna fill it out in you're gonna fill out the inquiries in the section where it says inquiries. I think they only allow you to fill out three. So once you actually get to the personal statement section, that's where you state the other inquiries that are attached, right? So once you do all that. You submit the FTC report. Now you save it as a PDF. 
Now you print it out, right? Now you've submitted an identity theft report listing all the inquiries. And oh, let me mention too, on your personal statement session, this is going to go for TransUnion and Equifax. So we're basically grouping TransUnion and Equifax because it's pretty much the same process. You're pretty much filling out an identity theft report because you did not give them consent to put those on your report. So in the personal statement section, like I say, you don't want to just copy stuff verbatim. So just kind of take bits and pieces of what I'm saying and then make it your own. So basically what I would say is that I pulled my credit report, consumer report, and I noticed some fraudulent inquiries due to identity theft. And I would say that pursuant to the Fair Credit Reporting Act section, block of information, which is 15 U.S.C. 1681 C-2, when the identity theft report gets received by them, it has to be deleted within four business days or they violated the FCRA. And we know with violations, there's a couple, um, there's a couple violations as far as your remedy in uh, FCRA. So 1681N and 1681O. So that's a violation of $1,000. So basically just put them on notice. I think maybe that's what's helped me because I've heard some people say that they sent out the identity theft report and it didn't get deleted. Maybe, maybe the verbiage I'm using has helped me, but pretty much for the most part, the only hiccup I've ever experienced is where they said they didn't receive it. And that was because I was being lazy and I didn't do certified mail, which is what we're going to get into and why you want to send certified mail. So basically, once you fill out the identity theft report, you're filling out the personal statement section. Just pretty much say like, oh, I pulled my report. I noticed these fraudulent inquiries, which are as follows. And then this is this is where you would list all of them if it was more than three, because the Identity theft report only allows you to list three at the time of this recording. So you list all the inquiries. Once you list all of them, basically say like once they receive it pursuant to 1681 C-2, it has to be deleted within four business days or they are in direct violation of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. On top of that, on top of that too, you can, this is additional, you can let them know that you didn't give them written instructions pursuant to 15 U.S.C. 1681 B number two. Because that's the law for in accordance with the written instructions of the consumer. You did not give them written instruction to put down your report. You don't got to be too deep in the personal statement section. The whole purpose is that you're sending an identity theft report. And the whole purpose is that you send a certified, right? So once you fill that out, you got your identity theft report. You have the PDF. You print it out and everything. What you're going to do for TransUnion. So we're, what we're going to do with uh, TransUnion, we're going to print it out. And we're going to mail it to them, right? So what we want to do is once we print it out. And we're getting ready to mail it to them. You can look up their address, but from what I remember off the top of my head, it's P.O. Box 2000 and in Chester, PA. And then 19016 is the zip code. I believe I believe that's what it is. I'll be sending them so many, so I, I low-key remember it. But yeah, so, you know, obviously address your letter to them. And if this is somehow the first episode you're listening to from me, Go back to where I talked about how to mail certified mail for free. I also put a YouTube video of it, so you can go to my YouTube and check that out, and that'll definitely help y'all and save y'all some money. Because when you're sending out certified mail, you spend at least like $8 per certified mail. You know what I'm saying? So as you're doing it for yourself, as you're doing it for clients, it can get very costly. And then a finesse too, or just you know a way to increase your income as well, you can literally... You can literally charge your clients for mailing, right? Because you know how to mail for free. 
technically besides gas if you drive over there you're basically making money like if you got 10 clients you send a letter for them each that's like 80 dollars right there right and you're not spending money because you're listening to the cat podcast and you know how to mail for free you know what i'm saying so i'm just trying to make y'all money on every possible end right so that's a play right there so once you're mailing it out to transunion like i said you're gonna mail it certified and y'all know how to mail certified for free so the whole purpose remember is for you to have that proof of delivery. The proof of delivery is in the green return card, right? The green return card. Not the certified mail receipt, but the green return card. If you watch the How to Mail for Free video, it's the one I put on the back of the, the letter, right? So keep that in mind. Once you send that out to them, you're going to get the green return card back. Once you get it back, it shows when it was actually delivered to them. So if it says July 5th, then you know within four business days, that thing has to be deleted. And the thing with TransUnion, Equifax, all of them, they get paid for having negative information on your report. So the thing is, you got to press them. So anytime I, I get the card back, what I'll do is I'll literally call them. I'll call them. I'll be like, oh, I sent in an identity theft report. And then I'll say, like, it was certified so they can't play games. So then they'll look it up and they'll say, oh, it's there. They'll say they're, they're going to process it and then it'll get deleted. But that whole process can take, depending on when they receive the mail, that process can take you like maybe one to two weeks. Maybe one, I'll say one and one and a half weeks if you do everything right. So yeah, just really, just really understand that's what you do with TransUnion. So the only difference in Equifax is that you're faxing it to them. So I'm not even going to get into any fax numbers because I fax it to like four numbers every time because Equifax just like calling any of these bureaus, consumer reporting agencies, whatever you want to call them, they got a lot of numbers. So what I do is I fax it to like four different numbers. So you can literally just Google Equifax. And then instead of printing out, printing out your identity theft report and mailing it out like you do with TransUnion, with Equifax, you're going to fax it. So fax it to them and then just check in with them that they received it. And however you're faxing it, it should show that they received it anyways. Right. So once they receive it, same thing, call them because don't be relying on these useless consumer reporting agencies just to delete information. I've had it to where sometimes they'll just automatically delete on Equifax and TransUnion. But just being transparent, majority of the time I'm being proactive and I'm calling them, right? So just, re just really understand that and then that will really help you be better at deleting these inquiries. So just to sum it up again, Experian is the easiest in the world. So let's say you start an inquiry deletion business. You could basically be like, oh, I'm only doing Experian inquiries, Right. You could do you could do that, too. But me personally, I'm like, why not uh, tackle everybody? So Equifax and TransUnion might take a little bit longer. Well, they will take a little bit longer, but, you know, you can still make money off of that. And on top of that, too, you could, when we talking about, you know, in the model that I was saying, like thirty dollars per inquiry removal for Experian, you could low key be like, OK, it's fifty dollars per inquiry removal for Equifax and TransUnion. But a play that y'all could also do too, let's say people have one up, up to 10 inquiries, right? Up to 10 inquiries, you could do $30 per inquiry. If it's like up to 15, you could drop it down to $25 per inquiry. If it's like up to 30, you could drop it down to like um, up to $20, $15 per inquiry. So as you go up in tiers, they get a decreased price. So that way, I guess you're more confident when you're advertising it to people. So when people say how much you do for inquiry removal, you could just say it, it really depends on the work that needs to be done, right? 
you don't necessarily have to say that, oh, it's a direct price. So that's just some that's just some sauce for y'all as well. As we're in this recession, I really want y'all to take action because I want y'all to survive this recession. I want y'all to I want y'all to feel like, okay, I, I, I listened to the cat podcast. I took action. I bettered my situation. You feel me? So that's definitely something I wish for y'all. I hope y'all take action. And that will definitely help you get to the next level. I think that's pretty much all I wanted to give y'all. So I give y'all the bureaus, CRAs, whatever you want to call them, how to remove the inquiries. I gave y'all, you know, the sauce on how to start a business. Oh, also too, you can literally, right? This whole process I put out, you got to think about content in the form of it could be packaged in so many different ways. You could do an ebook, ebook, guide, whatever, how to remove inquiries. And it could technically just be everything I said in this podcast episode, right? Don't copy me verbatim because you don't want to sound like you're my son or daughter or whatever. But, you know, add your own twist to it. But at the end of the day, you know, the way to remove it is the way to remove it. So I just want you all to get as much money as possible so that, you know, you don't have to worry about basic expenses and things like that. So you could literally start an inquiry deletion business off of this. Think about the fact that you have a client. They went to the dealership. They got uh, denied 20 times. So they got 20 experienced inquiries. This finance, this finance, this finance, auto finance, auto finance, auto finance. 20 inquiries, right? And you're doing $30 per inquiry? What is that? You got $30 per inquiry on 20 inquiries. That's $600. And if you're scared of doing that, you could do $150 per inquiry for uh, $150 for those 20 inquiries. So you got $300. And all you're doing is making a phone call that's not going to take you more than 20, 30 minutes, right? Because you're just listing them off, listing them off, listing them off. We done made a lot of money just based off of calling for clients that have experienced inquiries. Same thing on the TransUnion and Equifax. They take a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, everything is doable. So technically, you don't even have to know how to do credit repair. You don't have to know any laws or anything uh, with the exception of your personal statement section for the identity theft report. And to be honest, you don't even have to put any laws in there because I've gotten stuff removed without even putting any laws. But I just want y'all to be aware of the laws as well. But I say that to say, like, anybody can do it, right? You just have to have the clientele. And I gave y'all some ways on how to get the clientele. Go to the dealerships. Start building relationships. Uh, Get in contact with some real estate people. Start building relationships. Make people understand the importance of leveraging their credit. Start doing the people around you. Make sure, make sure that they give you testimonials, things like that. You could post your own content. You could repackage what I just posted in here. You could talk about what you learned and what I posted here. Make it a guide. You could start selling that. You have access to people that I don't have access to. So there's no excuse for y'all not to be you know, making money off of deleting these inquiries. right? I know some of y'all don't want to physically be calling or physically doing the work because maybe you know, you're, you just don't want to do credit-related stuff. And I, and I understand that. That's why I'm saying you could literally have a guide. You could have a guide. You could, you could teach a class if you wanted to, a quick seminar or something off of how to delete inquiries. You could do a training. You don't even have to have a live. You could do a training. You could record yourself going crazy the way I gave y'all the sauce on this episode. Be in front of your camera, do whatever. You know, you could make, make up your slides. Maybe it's like a 20, 30-minute presentation. And then all of a sudden, you repackage that. You could sell it for like $97 or something. I see y'all purchasing, you know, the classes that we teach. So, you know, same thing I'm doing, y'all can literally do it. 
So yeah, just think about that. Just understand that people are always going to need to remove inquiries. And when you acquire that skill, when you acquire multiple skills, you're going to really survive this recession. With that being said, y'all have a blessed one. Thanks so much for listening to the CAP podcast. I hope you got beneficial information. If you got beneficial information, shout us out on social media, uh, send us a review, you know, let us know. Hopefully everything's good with you. If you have not got the free CAP credit literacy course, go ahead and text the word course to 914-353-4741. Again, that is 914-353-4741. You've listened to the episode. If you haven't gotten the free course, now it's time to take action. Y'all have a blessed one.